Thank you. Reading from the Holy Gospel according to Matthew. Jesus said to his disciples, Do not think that I have come to abolish the law or the prophets. I have come not to abolish Then I say to you, until heaven and earth pass away, not the smallest letter or the smallest part of a letter will pass from the law until all these things take place. Therefore, whoever breaks one of the least of these commandments and teaches others to do so will be called least in the kingdom of heaven. But whoever obeys these teachings and commandments will be called great in the kingdom of heaven. I tell you, unless your righteousness surpasses that of the scribes and the Pharisees, you will not enter the kingdom of heaven. You have heard that it was said to your ancestors, you shall not kill. Whoever kills will be liable to judgment. But I say to you, whoever is angry with brother will be liable to judgment. And whoever says to brother Raga, will be answerable to the Sanhedrin. Whoever says you fool will be liable to fiery Gehenna. Therefore, if you bring your gift to the altar and there recall that your brother has anything against you, leave your gift there at the altar. Go first and be reconciled with your brother and then come and offer your gift. Settle with your opponent quickly while on the way to court. Otherwise, your opponent will be handed over to the judge, and the judge will, be, will hand you over. Otherwise, your opponent will hand you over to the judge, and the judge will hand you over to the guard, and you will be thrown in prison. Amen, I say to you, you will not be released until you have paid the last penny. You have heard that it was said you shall not commit adultery. I say to you, anyone who looks at a woman with lust has already committed adultery with her in his heart. If your right eye causes you to sin, tear it out, throw it away. It is better for you to lose one of your members than to have your whole body thrown into Gehenna. And if your right hand causes you to sin, cut it off and throw it away. It is better for you to lose one of your members than to have your whole body It was also said, whoever divorces his wife must give her a bill of divorce. But I say to you, whoever divorces his wife, unless the marriage is unlawful, causes her to commit adultery. Whoever marries a divorced woman commits adultery. Again, you have heard that it was said to your ancestors, do not take a false oath, but make good to the Lord on all that you vow. I say to you, do not swear at all, not by heaven, for it is God's throne, not by the earth, for it is his footstool, or by Jerusalem, for it is the city of the great king. Do not swear by your head, you cannot make a single hair white or black. Let your yes mean yes, or your no mean no. Anything more. The Gospel of the Lord. 
wasn't it? There is a shorter version that someone recommended to you that I use the longer version, but I directly cannot talk about all of it. You would probably miss kickoff. Oh. 
look into our hearts. If you're anything like me, I could get that one. I might look at actions that I've done and recognize, yeah, you know, I've got mixed motives. I do have some of the right motives to love. The right motives in every action. But I also have some selfish motives. For example, a silly example, I'm up here preaching right now. I can reflect on that, and it might be because I love you, and I want you to hear the good news, be better people, and that's a good motive, right? That's love. But part of me might also be, well, I like telling people what to do. I like being powerful. I like being recognized and respected and liked. Feel important. Those are not good motives. And so every action in our life tends to have mixed motives. And at this point, what I think is helpful is to recognize Christ on the cross. Christ took our sins on Himself and took them to the grave and died. And so a beautiful spiritual practice is to stand before the cross in your mind and take those impure motives, give them to God on the cross, Lord, you bury me. You take these away. Make them die so that your love, the perfect motive, may be my only motive for action. That allows God to transform our hearts from the inside out. Now, there's another practice that's old-fashioned called penance. Penance is when we do something that actually counteracts the tendencies of our sinful hearts. This is a good practice, too, because ideally our heart guides our actions. But sometimes we can transform or shape our heart by our actions. And so if we make the effort to do things that help us grow spiritually, that oppose the sinful tendencies. Like if I happen to be selfish, I can make an effort to spend extra time serving others and thinking about others. It's called penance. So our spiritual growth happens from the outside in by our discipline and from the inside out by God's Holy Spirit. And this way we're called to be transformed into Christ's likeness and taken on in this life. So in conclusion, we were meant to be perfect. We were created in the original innocence only knowing good and loving purpose. Sin entered the world. Sin causes tremendous hurt and suffering. People often still say, how can there be a loving God with so much suffering in the world? Why does God allow it? The answer probably is because God is love. God created us to be loving and gave us that free choice so that we could. So we would accept it. But when sin came into the world, He gave us the law that in the fullness of time, He joined us in that suffering. And so those who do suffer and count the sins of others and ourselves, Jesus Christ is close to us in that suffering to lift us out. And He promises that those who suffer for the kingdom will be blessed indeed in the kingdom of heaven. And also, to the sinner, He gives the power to Thank you.
with ministries and serving